we would love more gays to come in on our side also. I, I would be down. I love my girls and my gays. If I could have a full production team of just girls and gays, that is like, that is a heaven sent for me right there. There we go. That's your own production company. Right yeah, there. and it's called Girls and Gays. I'm going to start it. I'm going to do it. This is Sexy Funny Raw, where we talk all about the world of sex, from dating and relationships to the adult industry itself answering all the questions you weren't even brave enough to ask Google. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Sexy, Funny, Raw. I am your host, Sylvia Sage, and joined in studio with me today is Dr. Eddie. Welcome back, Dr. Eddie. Thank you. Everyone has been screaming, wondering where you have been. And today, we're addressing all of your questions for myself or Dr. Eddie. So, shall we? Let's do it. All right, so these are your questions, guys, so don't blame me when things get weird, all right? Question number one, when a woman squirts, is it only urine or are there other fluids mixed in? So the majority, so if we're talking about squirts versus ejaculation, Mm -hmm. then yes, uh, it's mostly urine. Sometimes there is uh, some other fluids uh, kind of mixed in there, but very little percentage. We're talking mostly urine. Yeah, I think a big part of that is pornography. It kind of absolutely <laughs> has blown out of proportion the squirting aspect where people are squirting across the room and it's just Certainly. gushing. And I will say, I know I don't do squirt porn strictly because I can't just perform like that uh, on command. But the people I know who do it, like my good friend Alexis Fox, she will tell me she will just pound Pedialytes. She'll like pound like two or three Pedialytes before. That way she just has to pee. And that way you can just squirt clear across the room. And, and it's a way you hold your vagina, by the way, that will do the shooting for you. But um, yeah, and I will say, Dr. Eddie, like I've been in a sexual situation where I've been on top and I am in the middle of an orgasm and all of a sudden he and I are just swimming in a puddle of my juices. Do you think I've just released so much I did pee on him? And I'm just so elated that I'm just like, let it go, you know? (laughs) So what I'd say to that uh, (laughs) is that some of the research is mixed. There's actually not a ton of medical or health research that has investigated what other than the high percentage of urine in those instances. And it is really, really different for a lot of different women. Yeah. Uh, And so that's possible. However, female ejaculation also, depending on like how much we're actually talking about, Right. And I so mean, like puddles, if it's puddles, then it's probably a little potentially pee. a little bit of urine. Yeah. It I always try and smell the sheets when he goes to the bathroom. I'm like, but if you, you just know? drank a ton of water and stuff like that, the chances of it, like having a strong urine odor. Yeah, are it doesn't. Very low. Yeah. Uh, and so I probably wouldn't worry about that. Okay. But if you do enjoy that or yeah. it's happened before, maybe a little prep time in yeah. our little go bags that we've discussed before. They're uh, going to be tote bags by the gonna, time we're done with this show. Gonna be, we're going to need a U-Haul yeah. every time we go somewhere. Yeah, But like a, a, a sheet or a towel could really help with that okay. so that things don't soak into the mattress. Okay. As a man, how terrified would you be if someone showed up to have sex with you with a tote bag of supplies? I mean, for me personally, I'd feel like we're getting into something serious. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> Won the lottery of sex. But I've, I mean, I've gone out and like picked somebody up and they had a little backpack and that little backpack had some stuff. And you were excited by the backpack. Right. Well, because it's fun. It's exciting. It's certainly yeah. a conversation starter. Okay. And it could set you up for like, hey, you want to try this? Or 
no and make yeah. those lines right up front so there's True. no crazy surprises yeah and so i think a little bag I, you just show up start me. pulling things out and you're like yes or no what me do you think? yes or no me but we could get two little cards where it's like <laughs> yes or no yeah i say and a not? little raincoat a means <laughs> uh, i'm gonna pee on you you know so just you might want to take that into the shower yeah. in the bathtub oh, true. all of that could be done uh in a way that's not or in hotels, my favorite. <laughs> or in hotels. And then you just leave a tip, you know. Please leave a tip. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For your room service people, you always should. Just Fair saying. enough. So it could be, uh, but sometimes people <clears throat> confuse it with female ejaculation. Yeah. That's a little bit more viscous and white. Oh, okay. Uh, when a woman ejaculates. Yeah. Uh, it's not to the same quantities that we as we see in adult For films. men. Or. Uh, as we see in, a, right, 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 as, as men or. Uh, four men. What we're seeing of squirting in a note. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So different different amounts. They look pretty different. Yeah. They feel pretty different. Yeah. Uh, but Mine feels mucusy. Yeah. And so that's <clears throat> ejaculate versus yeah. squirt. Got it. Good You've to heard know. it here, folks. That's it. All right. Next question. <laughs> okay. So this comes from a married couple. They've been together for 17 years and they want to know, should they ask another woman to join them? And now you brought up an interesting question because you said, do they mean for sex or do they mean as a thruple? Now explain the difference. So the reason I had that question is because when the question, the question said, should we bring in a third person for a thruple? Yeah. Right. And so thruple meant like a three way couple is how I understood the question. Okay. Right. And so I was confused as to what they meant. Are we talking about bringing in a third person? Like for polygamy. Sex? Well, you can have a three-way, like a three-way couple. That's, okay, th those exist. They certainly okay. do in the gay community, and they're they're pretty they're pretty popular now. Okay, uh, and so a three-way relationship is just three people in a relationship. They're yeah. all the same rules still apply. Yeah, uh, and so I wasn't sure if they meant that or just bringing a third in for sex. Yeah, so I think either way, the couple really needs to talk about all of that stuff. Yeah. Probably more than you would imagine. I imagine jealousy being the number one problem in that scenario, whether it be a thruple or a threesome. Definitely. But it could also bring so much excitement to something. And honestly, if it's a thruple situation, that for me just means like I have so much less to do, you know, <laughs> like just so many people to like help take things off my plate. Sure. I would be hesitant to jump into a thruple without maybe doing a threesome first okay and trying that so yeah. like i don't want to conflate or confuse these two terms yeah and i also want to make sure that we have some sort of like answer right so start with sex and then <laughs> <laughs> if that That's works exactly out, what i'm saying uh, move into a relationship <laughs> uh it's really all about communication for sure oh and so of clearly this isn't a medical thing but uh or a health thing yeah but it's all about communication and consent yeah uh, and all the different steps along the line i think are really important agreed yeah i like it but I, again start with sex <laughs> next question are there Ooh, this is a really good one hmm. are there any drugs that can be taken after unprotected sex hmm. that can inhibit or prevent STIs? This is such a great question. It is a great question. And I also want to know. Right. Well, actually, as a matter of fact, the CDC right now in 2023 is considering allowing prescription drugs, mm -hmm. doxycycline specifically, okay. as like a morning after type pill. Oh. Right. So then you take to it. To kill STDs. Yes. Or potentially. STIs. Right. And so it would change if you're at risk for one and all of those variables as well. The problem that I would say with that 
uh, overused is we already have some problems with antibiotic resistance. Yes. And so when we're talking about antibiotic resistance, it's because people are using it that don't need it. Right. Or aren't using it correctly. Yeah. And so this instance really creates an environment where we could really be creating an environment where people are going to be using it and don't need it. Yeah, I get that. And so I think it's a really dangerous consideration, but I think it it could be really useful to reduce those rates because right now we have really, really high rates of STIs depending on what part of the the U.S. you live in, not to mention the rest of the world. Yeah, I think people would definitely overuse it. I mean... Sure, you would take it just in case. Yeah. And that just in case approach, I think, can be very dangerous if we're talking about antibiotics, because now we have things like antibiotic resistant gonorrhea, which Mm. we've discussed before. This is because Mm. antibiotics are no longer able to fight that. Right. Because they're not being used the right way. And so I think it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, I can certainly see that it would reduce rates. Yeah. Right. Uh, But it would also be used in a way that for a lot of people that may not need it. Yes, I would abuse it. What I would also sure. say is that there are drugs specific to HIV. Of course, PrEP, right. which well, we've so discussed. PrEP uh, is pre-exposure, so that has to be in your system for a while. Okay. PEP is post-exposure. Oh. And so they usually give that in, or in the U.S. for a long time, they were giving it in... Uh, rape cases okay. and all of those things. So you take it like after and then you have to take it for 28 days. Okay. Uh, and so PEP in some countries is all they have. They don't have access to PrEP. Got it. So they use PEP as PrEP. Okay. Right. And so you take it after for 28 days after you've had a potential exposure and it protects you from it to inhibit STIs in general. It's going to depend, of course, if we're talking about uh, bacteria or viruses, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia, bacterial, HPV, HIV, viral, they're different. Antibiotics only work on bacteria. Mm. PEP and PrEP work with HIV specifically, but not HPV and all of those other things, right? And so it really depends on what it is that we're talking about. There's not one pill that solves all. Yeah. We need to get better scientists. That's all I'm saying. Get on it. (laughs) Well, we need everyone to test more. That's true. Right? So if everybody tested more and then got care for it, we'd have significantly lower rates. I agree. Right? And so if we followed like the adult film industry approach, it would really, really change how we deal with STIs and just the numbers we have in general. Yeah. I think. Okay. So get tested and or become a scientist and help us solve this. That's We're working on it. Okay. Working on it. Next question. What mental and physical preparation is needed before becoming an adult star? Well, I always tell people mentally prepare yourself for everyone you've ever known and their brothers and sisters and their aunts and their uncles and their children to know that you've done porn. Okay. It will be hidden from no one. Um, Physically, uh, you just have to take care of yourself, take care of your body, keep yourself um, physically strong because it is a very physically demanding job. Um, and then again, mentally, once you're in it, uh, it's a constant battle for me personally. I don't know if it is for everyone, but it's a constant battle of feeling worthy because you're, you're fighting against so much of society telling you that you're not that. So it's a constant battle to stay up and stay on top of your own mental and emotional game. But, um, I definitely think it was worth it. I have no regrets. I would do it over again, and I might have done it 10 years sooner. (laughs) But yes, there is a lot of mental mental and physical preparation. Just be ready. Next question. (laughs) 
Nice. Okay. If we are going slow, what techniques are best so we both have a repeat experience? I guess this person is like talking about being new into a relationship. That's what I'm gathering from this is what, sure. is that what you're gathering? So I, I took this question as it could go two ways. Okay. It seems like that's, that was like my whole thing this whole time around. So are we going slow as in not jumping into intercourse and doing it slowly because we're just getting together? Or are we going slow throughout the process of sex yeah. to then make sure that everybody's having a good time? Might be the first. I was going to say, yeah. I think it's the first. Might yeah. be the first. Yeah. I would say from that is I don't really know how to take it slow. Um, my, if I <laughs> okay. make it to a third date and we haven't had sex yet, that is like I have done so well for myself. Um, <laughs> huge pat on the back. But I don't love taking it slow. Uh, I'm very much like a get in there and just figure it out whether it works or not type of gal. Sure. Um, but again, I don't have um, something we were going to address in another episode, but I don't really have the negative like stereotypes for sex anymore. I don't have the shame behind sex that a sure. lot of people associate. So I think a part of getting to know someone is a part of getting sexual with them. Sure. So I have a hard time with this question because I don't know that personally I've ever done it. <laughs> All right. Well, taking that into account, then I'd probably say for me, the how long I wait to have intercourse is usually proportionate to how long the relationship goes. Interesting. And so the relationship doesn't tend to go super far if we jump right into it. Oh, my gosh. Not for me. And so that's the opposite, depending on what it is that we're talking yeah. about. Uh, but so I think going slow can be fun and can be very erotic and sexy. Yeah. Um, but I also see your point. To, you want to know what you're getting into. Yes. And so that's super fun, too. But I, I think there's some downfalls to going too fast. Uh, and the getting to know, I don't mind oral being what's happening this month. Okay. Right. So you're and saying so, like take like first base, second base. I, like- I kind of like that approach and that's a little bit old-fashioned and i don't know if anybody else would like that either yeah um but i've found that it's directly proportional if you go to a bar and you pick someone up that's that's what that is and that's okay and that's a great time but that's what that is well i also think maybe it's what you're looking for and you find the person that that you're looking for is going to have those same values agreed you know if if that's the person for you they're probably going to also want to take it slow because that's just who you are as a person now that would not be my person but (laughs) (laughs) i would say uh it could be a lot of fun and so for this specific audience member i'd say have a lot of fun with it yeah and it could be really erotic and i like phone sex all of those things can be very fun and erotic and really it's about having fun and if you want to have a repeat experience yeah everybody needs to have a good time and it's not just the guy getting off and it's certainly not just the girl getting off everybody needs to have a fun experience so maybe plan fun dates if you're going to be taking it i think so i I think that matters and we've moved like as a society sometimes it feels like we moved away from like dating it's true and like courting and all of that stuff and it feels old-fashioned but there was like it's worked for a very long time yeah and uh and it has its own eroticism attached to it okay and it could be like a fun challenge if you usually jump right into it yeah maybe say we're can we not have sex for a month Wow, right? a month. A okay. Month. Right. Oh, that was like my short. Oh, God. that was my okay. short time period. Okay, right? but that it doesn't always happen that way. And sometimes yeah. you meet someone and you jump right into it. Yeah, I've just found that it could be just sex, and so that's a different kind of relationship. Yeah, right. And so yes. those just sex relationships are awesome. Yeah, uh, but they're very different for some. 
Yeah. And I don't think there's a right or a wrong either there's way. There's not. No, of course not. I think be yourself, plan fun dates, do something adventurous to where you're getting all of that physical energy out and like, you know, top golf or, you know, whatever it's going to be, go to amusement park. I would also add that it's probably depending on where the audience members live, it's a little bit different in different parts of the country True. and what's expected. And we have unreasonable expectations on women. Yes. Right. And so they're unreasonable and unfair. True. Uh, and so depending on what part of the country we're talking about, yeah. we're all usually talking about the same parts, but uh, depending on what part of the country, slow might be the only option that some people feel they have. True. And that could create a variety of problems if you don't want to go slow and you want to jump right in. Yeah. And so I think all of those things are probably things that we have to consider yeah. and be conscious of. But I think if that's the part of the country that you're in, then... Have some fun with it and make yeah. it erotic and it could be a lot of fun. Your little bag might not need <laughs> as much just yet, Yeah. Um, but, you know, you'll get there. Your little bag just has like condoms and lube in it. You no, know, because you're not jumping purse. into that. Oh, right. No, dental dams and magazines. Okay. <laughs> massage oils? Yes. Massage okay. oils. Edible stuff. Not panties. Yeah, you can <laughs> eat them. Just don't stuff them. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine you just lick away the panties and as soon as you get to skin, you're like, that's enough. That's enough for that's today. That's all I wanted. I'll see just you in candy. April. <laughs> <laughs> just needed some sugar. <laughs> A little low on blood sugar. All right, all right. Moving on. Next question. Now, this man says, I've never actually finished the job. Should I mention it to my doctor? And we had different opinions as to what this question yes. meant. Yes. Right. Because immediately I was thinking finish the job is not getting your partner off. And I thought finish the job was not get himself not get himself off. off. Right. And so the doctor component certainly makes it sound like it's the person. But I don't know if this was a male or a female asking this question. It was a male. It was a male. Yeah. So then I'd say then it's probably him. He's never orgasmed mm -hmm. uh, or uh since that's not necessarily clear in the question, it depends because there are some dry orgasms that some people have. Oh, interesting. It's a uh, reverse ejaculation where you're actually ejaculating into your bladder. And so it's actually like a dry, there's nothing coming out. So when he pees, it comes out in his urine? It's mixed in the urine because it was in the bladder. And so like it's a medical condition at which point, but you would still orgasm you just wouldn't ejaculate interesting so if the question here is that harmful for them it's not harmful per se but it's harmful potentially mentally and emotionally for okay. like the whole sexual experience right? okay uh, and so that has important yeah impacts on all of us yeah i will say women myself included it's silly but i have de definitely gotten offended when a man didn't come so I can see how a mental effect would Definitely. be for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I don't know if that's the case here. Right. So yes, you should probably talk to a physician or yeah. your doctor about it if you've never finished the job yeah. in this instance. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that was even it's a thing. A thing. In my mind, I thought, yes, go see a doctor because it's something to do with, you know, maybe some medication he's on or something Definitely. along those lines or are you an alcoholic? Are you consuming so much alcohol before sex that it's like prolonging or dismantling your ability to come, you know? Right. So definitely. Yeah. Uh, so all of those are definitely variables that could keep a person from orgasming. Yeah. Uh, and then there are people that have a very difficult time orgasming. Yeah. Uh, women for sure. Oh, of course. That don't have, uh, that have never had an orgasm yeah. or that different, different stages in life there'll be a stage in life where they just have a very difficult time orgasming. 
Yeah, I think it was very interesting. I saw this recently is that someone said women have to concentrate to orgasm and men just come with like without even thinking, you know, and I was like, that's so true. I don't think a lot of men realize how focused a woman has to be to actually come. It's pretty different between the sexes. Yes. I wouldn't say for all men it's that easy and maybe for this gentleman. Obviously not. It's not not that easy. And so the expectation that it's always easy for all guys I think can be misleading uh, because it is going to be really different. And we don't know what kind of emotional stress, work stress, family stress. We don't know any of those variables uh, behind these questions. And so these are all important things that we have to think about. Age for sure as well. Right. And so but you had mentioned medications. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If it's never happened, does that mean you're talking about your teenage years? Because mm-hmm. this, depending on how old you are, should right. probably come up at some point. I'd say talk to your doctor and definitely talk to your doctor with any of these things if it's causing you distress. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. So if it's causing you any kind of distress, ask the doctor. Because stress will lead to so many other health Absolutely. problems. They're like, it's a network of things that are all together. And yeah. the stresses on men have changed a lot in the last few years. Of course. And it's really important that guys figure out techniques to navigate it and yeah. are open about talking about it. Even physicians, they need training on how to t- have these conversations as yeah. well, right? Because we're not used to having these conversations and men don't have these conversations. Yeah. Absolutely. You're, you're so right. And especially getting a man to admit to another man or heaven forbid a female doctor that yeah. he has a problem with ejaculation. Yeah. I mean, it's just a ego thing at that point. You know? I, I work with a lot of urologists, yeah. uh, you know, uh, and a lot of female urologists. And it's always one of those things that we're talking about. Yeah. Is it challenging having a you know, conversation where the female doctor is engaging, but some men feel more comfortable with a woman doctor and then some men don't. And it's just different for everybody. And it doesn't mean anything and we don't have to put meaning to that. But I would wonder if it would matter if your urologist was a young, attractive woman versus being an older, more mothering figure. I would love to know those statistics of what men are actually I'm just happy that there's female urologists. Well, I'm happy that there's female everything. And so thank goodness that we have female everything because everybody's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, And so... You know, if you're not comfortable talking to a man about it, then find a female urologist. Yeah. If you're not fun comfortable with a female urologist, find a man. Yeah. You know, and everything else in between. Yeah. Well, we don't have a lot of representation in the trans community when it comes to physicians. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that should be probably one of our next steps, too. Yeah. I'm sure that will change. Hopefully. Very soon. How can a dude, a man, a boy, make it into the industry? Not necessarily as an actor, but staff or other things. Well, my friend, Uh, there are many ways. There are ways to get into the production crews. They almost always need uh, production assistance. That's just somebody to like move around lights and things like that. Um, maybe Hold the pussy light. Yes, there is definitely a pussy light, and it does have to be held, and usually by a PA. Yeah. Well, my my friend did that for many years, yeah. and he taught me what all those things even meant because it's yes. actually to prevent shadows. Yes. Which makes perfect sense, but I'd never even thought about. Yeah. It. And I was like, wow, that makes perfect sense. You can't have any shadows from any direction. And that person with the pussy light is almost always the person cleaning up after the sex as oh, well. They failed to mention that. Yeah. Interesting. So there's a lot of. Um, Baby wipes being given to people, a lot of Clorox wiping, uh, a lot of those types of things. So but comfort with nudity, oh, comfort yes. with all of that stuff, right? Because it's really different to be in front of it. But what? And, no, go ahead. I was going to say, really different to be in the room with it than to watch it on a monitor. Oh, 110%. Yeah. 
And also, I will say, you don't even have to be that comfortable with nudity or sexuality, but you will gain comfort. Oh. <laughs> the amount of, like, I've been in for nine years. So the amount of people I started with as production assistants that now are full-blown porn actors, just because in, in the beginning, they, like, wouldn't even look at you. If, they, if you were mm. naked, they just look down and give you what you need. And then over the years, because it is... It's so corporate. I can't not get it through people's heads enough how <laughs> corporate pornography is. And so it's just a run of the mill thing when you get to a porn set. So it becomes so comfortable. And and then once you are in it enough and you start to meet the people and then you're like, oh, it's not so bad. And they dip their toes in doing a little bit more. And then before you know it, they're producing porn or they are working in porn as an actor. And all you really have to do is reach out to any of the porn companies, reach out to a Brazzers, reach out to a Naughty America, reach out to a Team Skeet, any um, main people that you are watching, uh, reach out to MindGeek in general. They, you know, control everything in pornography. So reach out to them, tell them that you're looking for a job as an assistant, you know, assistant, or maybe you want to be a writer. I've seen writers for porn come in and are now actors in porn. So it's all just a matter of quite literally working your way up and whatever level you're comfortable with. But if you are a man and you want to be an actor, by all means, please come and try because there are so few men who work in our industry and we constantly need new male talent. I feel so sorry for our guys. I do and I don't. They work all the time. Sure. Every day. These sure. guys are working 30 days a month and sometimes they're doing double shoots just because they we have so few men and so few men that can be like counted on to show up on time, know their lines, come when they need to come. It's very hard for it's men. It's a really stressful job for men, right? 110%. Because being erect and staying erect is not something like, it's not like when you're masturbating at no. home. No. Right? We're talking about six hours of trying yes. to maintain and re-engage an erection. Yes. Multiple times mm -hmm. throughout the day. Mm -hmm. I, I would imagine it's really, really stressful on the guys and physically really stressful. Absolutely. It's really, and if you come too fast and sometimes you can't control you've ruined it, the day. and then you've ruined the day. And yeah. so the stresses of having to maintain that erection, mm -hmm. right? It's like magnified yes. the stresses that you would ha have in other 110 kind of encounters. I think it, it's very stressful and we have to give them tons of props. Yes, I always do. It's and not impressive. to mention, once you do get that dick hard the several times on command, you're fucking in a, a room full of people on very uncomfortable surfaces. Sure. There is nothing pleasant about a porn. Like the very <laughs> rare time you get a bed, everyone is so excited, but you don't even really get to utilize it because you're like uh, hanging off of the corner of it or, you know, like one leg is strapped to the ceiling. Like nothing is good. They don't have any places <laughs> to put their feet. Like it just, it's a crazy I, madhouse. I probably also think now that we're talking about it, if you're a guy trying to get into the industry but not be male talent, yeah. you probably have to be really comfortable with a lot of dick. Of course you do. Yeah. And men stroking their dick in front of you yeah. the whole time. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that some people might be into that for sure. I mean, we would love more gays to come in on our side also. I, I would be down. I love my girls and my gays. <laughs> if I could have a full production team of just girls and gays, that is like, that is a heaven sent for me right there. There we go. That's a, your own production company Yeah, right there. and it's called Girls and Gays. I'm going to start it. I'm going to do it. How does everyone else on set stay from getting turned on is the question. Uh, I think just over time is really what it is. It's mm. like just being around it so often and 
it becoming so laissez-faire. You know, it's like in the beginning and when you work in a coffee shop, you're like, a coffee shop, you're like, oh my God, everything smells so good. I want to have coffee every day. And then you work in a coffee shop and you're like, I hate coffee. Uh, so <laughs> I wonder if that translates into like your own life though, right? Because you move away from like watching porn if you're working in the porn industry or does it work the other way? I mean, I still watch porn. I, I sometimes I watch my own porn. Um, yeah. <laughs> or I watch faceless porn. I think it's just harder for me to watch my friends Sure. In porn, because sure. I don't want to watch my friends have sex anymore. Although I kind of watch them have sex for That's a long like time. That's like my one rule, actually, with yeah. all of my friends is none of theirs. Yeah, yeah. but I think it definitely <laughs> happens. There's definitely times on set where people are getting erections and, you know, you just kind of sure. like tuck it underneath your belt and move on with the day. Um, but I think if you are giving an erection to somebody on the crew, that's like... Good job, you, because you are doing your job. <laughs> we are here to give erections. So if you see a random erection, you just feel good about it. I won't nice. lie. There have been times where, like, I'm filming and I look over at the camera guy just to see if I can see anything in his pants. Like, am I doing well? You know, <laughs> like, it's just a telltale sign. Um, but, yeah, it's it's interesting. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we have answered just as many fan questions as I can handle answering today. That's fair. Yeah. Dr. Eddie, you gave me so much advice and so much new information that I wasn't even aware of. So I love learning on these episodes. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And thank you guys for your questions. Please keep submitting. We love answering your questions. And if you like what you saw, hit that little subscribe button. And until next time, adios, guys. <laughs>